Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. I'm on. I am on this morning, I'm telling you. Hey, I, I, um, pretty soon you guys are going to call me the whiteboard preacher. Right? I just hope you're not getting bored with this. <laughs> What's that? And I've gotten way better at my drawing, too. Can you tell? I've heard I've got some art critics out here. So I was like, I had to go to an expert. So Will's like, I'll step in. I'll do it. And so he did. So thank you for drawing the Christmas tree for me. So, so um, anyway, let's pray. So. Father, thank you for your love, for your peace, for your goodness, for your kindness, for just being so faithful to us and, and all that you are and all that you do in and through us. And so I just give you the praise for that. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you speak through me this morning and get across what you want to get across. In the mighty name of Jesus, I had to remember his name. Amen. Amen. Right? How could you forget Jesus' name this time of year? Right? How could you ever forget Jesus after all that he's done and been through us? And so I've been studying so much I've messed my notes up. So give me one second. I'm looking for Genesis. Oh, it's not back here, is it? No. We are going to go to Genesis, but we're going to start in. i got to be more lighten up a little today. I'm sorry. I'm excited though. Like if you can't if you can't dance about something, at least dance that you're here. You know, just be excited that we're here. And so that's what life's about anyway. Is like, like not not always you know walking around like we just ate you know a sour grape or something you know. <laughs> and so I was just like, you know, we can have joy no matter what's going on in our lives. And when we find that peace, then we know. Then, then that also shows us and shows other people, hey, there's something more, more to you than just what we're seeing, right? And that's what I want. I don't want them to see me. I want people to see Jesus in, in every situation. And so, so um, I want to trust him, and I want to live in him, and I want to love him. And, and I, was, I was just doing some exercises this week, and, and um, not like mental exercises, like, I've been doing some push-ups, can you tell? I mean, look at me, you know. Look at, look at that, man. I don't want to do too much because I look like Arnold, right? But, but I've been doing some mental, spiritual exercises, and, and there's some things that I was thinking about is because God's name is what? It's what? Yeshua. Yeshua is Jesus. Yeah, he is God, right? His name is? I am. I am. I am. Boom. Get a star, like. So I'll give you five stars for that's a awesome, right? I am that I am. His name, he said, I am, right? When Jesus, they come to arrest Jesus, do you know what they said? They said, said are, are you Jesus of Nazareth? And he said, I am. And the Bible says that the whole legion fell out flat. Like they couldn't even stand in the presence because he, Jesus wasn't just God Jr., man. Like, so, so much of the time we think, think that Jesus was God Jr. and, and God sent, sent Jesus just because he didn't want to do it. It's like, hey, I'll just send my boy, you know? It's like my dad used to send me out to take the trash out. And like, and I used to be afraid. 
right? So I'd have to run it out, and it seemed like a mile, right? And so it was always dark when I had to take it out. And I tell you what, I've seen more monsters <laughs> taking the trash out than any other time. So, but I was more afraid of my dad and not getting it done than I was of monsters where I had to take it to. So I would run with the trash, dump it in, and then run back all the way. And I outran every monster, every rattlesnake, every coyote, everything there was, right? But, but we, we, so much of the time, we, we picture God, and we picture God as this, oh, well, um, he's just this big, mean dude. Like, we almost picture him, in fact, it's like the culture that we have almost pictures him more like Zeus than they do our father, Right? And so Jesus said, I, I and the Father are what? Are one, right? They're one. There's no separation in them. So when Jesus come and he died on the cross, that just wasn't Jesus dying on the cross. That was the whole, the whole Godhead on the cross. Like that's why the Father had to turn his back because he's like, he couldn't take it. He, it's not like... And, and I had a friend, smart as can be, but he, he has a problem because he, he's like, I can't believe that, that he, he's like, I, don't, I believe God's a God of love and a God of goodness and that he won't, he's not a sacrificing God because he can't tell you not to sacrifice your kids and then he does it. And I'm like, that's not how it was from the very beginning. He, God wasn't surprised when he walked in the Garden of Eden. He wasn't like, oh, where are you guys at? He wasn't asking them because he didn't know. He was there during the whole conversation. He knew. In fact, from the beginning of creation, God created the heavens and the earth, but he made a plan, and you can see it all in Genesis 1, 1, 1, 1 right? You see God's signature. You see the signature of the Father, the signature of Jesus. Then you see the lathe and the top, the finished work of the cross, and then you see the Spirit, too. It's like from before he ever created us, he knew. He's like, this is what it's going to do. And in order to, to save them from a guilty conscience, this is what we're going to have to do. And so, so the father didn't look at Jesus and said, well, let's draw straws. No. He, he said, you know what? Jesus is like, I'll do it. I want to do it. And he come down here. No one killed Jesus. He gave his life. The father didn't kill Jesus. Jesus, he said, I freely lay down my life. And that's the difference. So, so some of you guys are out there saying, well, that's just like the child sacrifice. It's just like pagans and this and that. No, it's not. It's different. It's different because Jesus himself is God himself, and he died for you. He came in flesh, died on the cross, rose again so that you can live in and through him. And that makes a big difference, right? So, so now we can have confidence in, in God through that, right? And so I was reading through the cre- creation story, and I, I love this because it, it, it's pretty powerful. And, and um, it says, in the, I'm going to go Genesis 1 1. I'm, I'm going backwards. Are you guys with me? I, like, I am Jewish. So, like, I really am going this way all the time. So I should have started in Revelation and just worked my way back, right? And so, so but it says, in the beginning, Bereshit, Barah, Elohim, Hashemayim, Veit, Haaretz. Right? What's that? Right. In the beginning, God. Elohim. Now, if you watch, Elohim is what? It's God, but it's 
It's plural, right? So, so when Jesus is saying that he's in all things and in all things through him come, he's literally telling them, I am, I am, I am before. And they're like, oh, you're claiming to be the son of God. And he's like, I ain't claiming to be just the son of God. I am. And can you imagine? There's no wonder they were trying to kill him. No wonder they didn't like that because... And a lot of times as believers, sometimes we don't recognize and really open our eyes to realize who he really is. He is fully man, but he's fully God. He is the great I am, right? Not the great I was or the great I'm going to be. And we're so stuck on that that we forget that he's here with us right now. I am is present. It means he's an ever present help. In the time of trouble, in the good times, in the bad times, no matter what, he is and he always will be. And the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? And so my focus is I don't just want to know about him. I want to know him. And that's the whole reason that I go into these scriptures and, and when I study now, I don't study to know. Like I used to think, well, I'm, I got to know all this stuff. And like I was almost born in church, right? Literally, right? My mom and dad had to leave. My mom was doing worship and they had to leave to the hospital. And I was born like the next morning at five o'clock. But like literally, I was almost born in church. Like I've been around church all my life. I've heard about God all my life. But I didn't just want to know about him. I want to know him if we don't know him we miss the whole point of this entire book it's not about just knowing about him i know people are so smart in the scriptures right they can just rattle it off they can do this and they can do that and but but they're like they know about him but they're like yeah he was great you know or or a lot of rabbis that are really smart really know things yeah he was a good teacher or some of them like like in go to israel and a lot of them a lot of the rabbis won't let you read Isaiah 53. Like they took it out of their Bible. Do you know why they took it out of the Bible? Out of the, out of the scriptures? Because people read it and they start getting saved. Do you know why they start getting saved? Because they see Jesus. Right? It's not that they don't want people to get saved. They, they just don't. Their eyes are still covered. Right? But I, I don't want to be a Christian. Because you're like, well, that's just Jewish people. Well, I know Christians. Right? I used to be one of them who could sit in church with my eyes covered, not really realizing that Jesus is and who he is and how important to have him in my life really is. Because then that's what really makes a difference. Like all this stuff's great, but if it doesn't apply to how we live and, and encourage us and give us a relationship with him, it, it's, not, it's not done its job. And it's not that it hasn't done its job. It's that we haven't done our job to see who he really is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is that too hard preaching? Good. I could sugarcoat it a little, but I'm just not a sugarcoater. In fact, I have a, a friend who told me one time I have the gift of confrontation. <laughs> so, he's like, you just don't. Anyway, I wouldn't say if that friend was here or not. Might be. Like, you got a great spiritual gift, right? But sometimes Jesus did too. Like, they didn't like what he said. Like, Jesus didn't talk behind the Pharisees' back, right? When, when he talked, 
he said, 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 you're just a bunch of whitewashed sepulchers. You know what? They knew what that meant. Like, we may not know what it means right now, and that's because it's out, out, of, out of our culture, right? And so, so I, like, I just picture, like, going, getting transported back to Jesus' day. And he's like, what do you do? I was like, well, I'm just here hanging out. And I was like, I used to go to church. Yeah, how, was it a very far walk? No, I rode my hog. Can you imagine telling someone from that day? Yeah, I rode my hog to church. I took my hog. Like you're like, hog? They don't even know what a car is, let alone, why are you riding your pig? In fact, we don't even eat pigs here. What are you doing with pigs? <laughs> right? So, so it's in, in, in the culture. So, but God will meet you right where you are. And he knew how to talk to people. And he knew when to, hey, he wasn't telling them that to condemn them. He was telling them that to shake them out of their tree, right? Because he loved them so much. And so, so that's how much he loves them. But it said in the beginning, God, who created, let's end the argument right here. I got, got all kinds of believers say, I don't know if I believe in creation or not. And I was like, if you don't believe in creation, you don't believe in the Bible. Straight up. Straight up. If you don't like it, take it up with, with him. Because that's what the scripture says, right? In the beginning... Elohim, God, created the heavens and earth. Now, this just wasn't the Father sitting there, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. What do you think, Jesus? What do you think, Holy Spirit? Right? No, it was them, together, one. They walk together, they talk together, they think together. I learned that with the horse. When I can connect with the horse, that horse knows what I'm going to do before I know what I'm going to do. And, that, and I know what that horse is going to do before that horse knows what it's going to do. And we just flow, and we're one. I don't join the horse, and we're not like the horseman. I am a horseman, but not like, you know, the dude that pops out, and he's part. We don't meld together, but I feel like that, right? And so here they are. They're all one, and they're all together, and they're all, all on board with this idea of creation, and they're all equally a part of it. And it says, the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the the surface of the deep and the spirit of God, the spirit of Elohim, right? Like, well, that's not God. The Bible says now God is a spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in what? In spirit and in truth, right? So we see the spirit of God. Anyway, I could dig into hearing not get where I'm wanting to go, so I better hurry because they only let me do it two hours today. So, and God said, was over the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. After he turned on the light switch, called the power company. No, there was light before there was a sun and a moon and a stars. Like, it doesn't say, oh, God created the moon and the stars and the sun. He said, let there be light, and what was there? There was light. Do you know why? Because he is light. Like we're celebrating right now, it's Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, by the way. Right? We're, we're celebrating the, the festival of lights and the festival of how God took, took you know, the um, oil and made it stretch. One, one vat of oil stretched not one day, not two days, not three days, not four days, not five days, not six days, not seven days, but eight days. Right? And God gave him a great victory before that. Right? And so, so it's above natural 
right? We see, that's why he talks about us walking in the Spirit and not in the flesh, because when we walk in the flesh, we're limited by the flesh. But when we walk in the Spirit, it's unlimited. And then we're connected because God is a Spirit. Guess what? You're a Spirit too. You know that? You're just not this flesh. One day this flesh is going to fall off and we're going to go home, right? We're going we're gonna to live forever, but we don't have to wait till then. I guess what? Our spirit's alive right now, right? So we can live right now. I got good news for you. You can save 15% with Geico. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the gospel, is it? I think it went up to 20. Is that better? No, I got good news for you. You can live in and through him right here and right now today. You don't have to wait. You can know him today. And that's, that's the glory of the gospel. No matter what you're doing, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what it looks like, let that go. Just give it to Jesus. And step up and live out of your spirit. says this, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light was good. Huh. He called that good. Now watch this. And he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Wait again, there's not a sun and a moon yet. Like, how can this be? How can this be? Some of us are like, oh, there's no way I can survive. People thought, I can't believe you're alive. I can't believe you survived. I can't believe you made it. And I'm like, it's the God. It's the same God who created light. The same God who created night and day before there was a sun or a moon. He's beyond and above anything that we can see, hear, taste, touch, or smell. He is. And God saw the light was good. He saw it was what? Good, right? And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night, and there was evening, and there was morning the first day. Woohoo, we got a day. And God said, Let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from there. So God made the expanse, right, of the water, and, and it was so. God said it, God did it, and it was so. Hey, you know what? You want to rest on something? Rest on what God says. Because when he says it's impossible for it not to work, what are you putting your faith in? Are you putting your faith in what you do, or are you going to put your faith in what God says? Because when God says, it is so, it is done, it is finished, it is our standard. And so, so and God said, said, separated it all, and said it was so, and God called the expanse sky, and there was evening, and there was morning on the second day, and God let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear, and it was so, and God called the dry ground land, and gathered the waters, he called the seas, and God saw that it was good. Oh, wait a second. That was good? See, I'm going to have a problem with God here in about two chapters. Because it says this, Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit. And seed in it according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was 
That it was what? Good. It was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights on your Christmas tree. Oh, I'm sorry. I added that in. Right. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from night and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years and let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. And and it was so. Are you guys seeing a pattern here? God did it. God said it. God said it. It happened. And it was so. So I know in whom I believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep me. I don't know how to keep myself. I tried for years, man. Like, I can't even dress myself. Linda has to pick my clothes out. I'm not kidding. When I come in, like, she's like, what are you wearing? I was like, doesn't this look great? No, that looks stupid. <laughs> right? If I can't even dress myself, above a two, uh, second grader? Do you think I can keep myself? No, I'm going to put my trust in who? In him. In Jesus. Right? And it was so, and God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. And he also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of the sky and gave light on, to give light on the earth. God must really like lights to govern the day and the night and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was what? It was what? I couldn't hear that. It was what? It was good. Wait, man, me, God, we're going to have to talk here in a minute. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, let the water, water team with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth and across the expanse of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living and moving thing with which the water teams according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was... Is what? I couldn't hear that. It was good, right? God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kind, livestock creatures that move along the ground and wild animals according to its kind. And it was so. And it was what? And it was so. And God said, and it was what? He said it. I believe it. And what? It's so. Right? There's proof right here. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was what? It was what? It was good. Then God said, let me, let me, let, no, let who? Time out. This is not how I heard it. Like, it's just one big God up there. One, one big dude like Zeus. No. He said, let us. Guess who was part of that us? Jesus. Jesus. Guess who else? The Holy Spirit. Right? Let us make man in. In whose image? In our image. And in. In whose? In our what? 
in our likeness. Okay, let's go back over this one more time. Then Elohim said, then God said, let us make man in whose image? Who is our here? God, Elohim. It's God's. So let us make man in God's image, right? And let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in whose image? In his own image. Who was man created in? His own image. Now watch this again. God said, let us make man in in our image and in our likeness. And we get over here and he says, so God created man in what? In his own image. Do you think God's trying to tell us something? In the image of God. Again, in the image of who? In the image of who? In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the flat fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every creature. Have you ever told a bird what to do? <laughs> it don't work out. It's about like telling a cat what to do. You know? It's about like telling your wife what to do. That don't work either, right? If you're just now married, you'll figure it out, right? Rule over fish. Where am I at? Over the fish that see the birds there and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And all the beasts of the earth and the birds of the air and the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food, and it was so. And God saw all that he had made, and it was very, very good. And there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. And it says, thus the heavens and earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. And God said it was what? When he got to the end of it, he did this, and he's like, yeah, it's all right. I changed this, and I changed that. You know, man, he's, he's kind of messed up. I know where this is going. No. God said it was not just good, but very good, right? So now I want you to jump with me again. To, to Genesis chapter 3 because we have, have, have Eve on the scene now. So, um, and it says this, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say? Now watch, Genesis 1 is very clear. And it said, God did, and it was so. God said, and it was so. God did, and God said, and it was so. Like, how many times did we read through that and it said that? Did, was it once? Did he, did he not say that? Is it just me? 
Or did he not say, and it was? It was so. So now here's, here's the accuser, and that's what Satan means. It's the accuser. And, you know, we look for a big bad devil to accuse us, but sometimes that big bad devil's looking in our mirror telling us we're not good enough. It's those accusations. It's those lies. Are you really? Are you really? Are you really a believer? Did Jesus really forgive that? Because, like, I see what you just did. In fact, I just know what you just thought. Do you really love him? Is it really that good? Is the gospel really that good? Did Jesus really die for you? Because you look like you're pretty rotten. Am I the only one that's ever done that? Actually, I don't do it in the mirror because I love my mirror. Like, we were walking through a store the other day. And I was like, man. I was like, honey, we got to come to this store more often. And she's like, why? And I was like, I love those pictures. And she's like, those are mirrors. I was like, I know. My favorite picture it is a mirror. Some of you guys. I'll pray for you guys. I think it's funny. So, right? So, so here, God says it, and it's what? And it's so. We can trust him. When God says something... We know that it's so. And the enemy will come and say, it's not so. Jesus, he, he died for most of your sins, but he can't die for that one. Or Jesus died for almost everybody, except those people over there, he, can't, he didn't die for that. Right? That's, that's excluded. No. Jesus said, when he says something, he means it. You can take it to the bank. When God says, it is, it is it is so, right? And that's what he's telling. So the enemy's coming along, and, he, and the first thing that, it, that the enemy does is says, did God really say? Did he? Did God really say that? You must not eat from the tree in the garden. The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree. And now she's misquoting what God really said. Like God says something and then we put our own interpretation to it. And that's where we get mixed up. That's why when you take the, the um, text out of context, the only thing you're left with is what? A con. So it's important to know the context of where you're at, right? And he said, you will not surely die for the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing Good and evil. Wait a second. First of all, he says, you can't trust what God says. And God's already proven from the very beginning when he says something, it's so. And then there, she, the second lie is that you're not made in God's image. That's two lies right there. Then you'll know the difference between good and evil. And God's like, hey, what evil? Like, where's the evil at in this garden? Like, why do you even need to know? Like, why do you even know what evil is? Right here, in Hebrew, it's the word resh, ayin, and it, it's ra. You know, so you can go, ra, it's like scary, it's evil, that's why they call it ra, right? But anyway, right? Like, why do you even need to know that? Ra can also be good, too. Like, you can see it as, too, the, the speaking head, and ayin, and, and, and um, seeing. And there's a lot more to it than just that. But, but here he's saying, oh, God doesn't want you to know between good and evil. And that's not true. All God wanted to know was life. And know him good. And to know his peace. And have a heart for him. That's why he come. 
right? And so, so I was reading it, and I wanted to look up good. Because, like, we read good, you know, it's like, hey, you did a pretty good job. Good boy. You know, your dog comes to you, you're like, good boy. But like, God's like, good, good. Tove means this. I want you to, I want to read this to you. And so, um, what I want to know what doesn't Tove mean, but I also want to know what Tove does mean. So in Hebrew, Tove is something or someone is fulfilling the divine purpose for which God created it. Well, that wait a second. That's a little bit different than good boy, right? When you hear see the Hebrew version of Tove, another word would be functional. Anything that produces life and contains the potential for more life in it. Think of a seed becoming an orchard. Think of a com- conversation or story that that shared um, will bring forth life from inside of you and offer it in any way that had the potential to call forth life. Capable of, of presently engaged in the process of. Listen to this. Capable of, presently engaged in the process of, and destined for completely fulfilling the divine purpose for which it was created. Think about that. Like, this is what I created it for. See, we see the Christmas tree. Oh, that's not a Christmas tree. I thought it was ornaments here, but I think that's fruit, right? So I'm going to butcher this because we're going to, we all are celebrating this tree too. There's another tree we're all celebrating right now. Not as pretty as Will's, right? You know what this tree is? It doesn't have fruit. Those are ornaments. Christmas tree. We're all celebrating another tree, another tree that has lights. When I see the Christmas tree after seeing this, I'll never look at ornaments the same. Really, we're putting fruit on trees. The light. We're celebrating Jesus. Jesus coming to the world. Jesus coming to us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Emmanuel. He said, Emmanuel. Good news. I got good news. It's Emmanuel. God with us. And he's like, like you know what? I'm sending Jesus for a purpose and for a plan that you can have life and have life more abundantly. And he says he's more than capable of it. Not only is he more than capable that he already did it, but he is presently engaged in the process of it. And he was destined for completely fulfilling the divine purpose for which it was created. That says... I am the Aleph. I am the strength of God and the power of God. And I am the Tove. I'm the finished work. And I am completely capable of fulfilling the purpose for which I sent Jesus. Then just show up and say, oh, here's a cute little baby. One day he's going to die and then we're going to sit around and hope he comes back again. And we're going to complain and groan and mope. He's like, no, that is not the gospel. The gospel is he's here in and with us. He is presently engaged with us in the process of us turning and growing into the likeness of him who he is in and through him. He's never present help in time of trouble. He's for me. 
It's the lies of the enemy that come in. And they tell you, you're not enough. You know what? You're still made in God's image. Nothing's changed. Bibles, the Bible says, God's Word says it, God says it, the Holy Spirit's telling you. Continually. He's with you. He's like, I don't want you to just know about me. I want you to know me. It's good to know about him. But you can know about someone. But do you want to know about him or do you want to know him? Say, I don't want to know about my wife. I want to know her. I don't want my kids to know about me. I want them to know me. I don't want anybody in my life. Oh, yeah, I know. I knew James. Like, you know, you knew about James. But if you really knew me, you know different. And that's what God is and who God is. He's like, this season, I want you to know not just about me, not just about a baby coming in, in, in a manger and then dying on a cross, but I want you to know about a Jesus. Is alive and a and well. He didn't stay in that grave. He rose again. He didn't stay, little baby, eight pound, twenty ounce Jesus, right? The Ricky Bobby prays to. He is, and he always will be, and you can trust him. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your love and your peace and your goodness and just being there for us always. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.